Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joe Bro Radio, the best nerd podcast on all platforms across the universe. I'm your humble host, Gage Pons, and I'm, as usual, I'm joined by Neo Rosano. Say hello, my man. What's up? I'll never get tired of that intro. It's so jammy. I think one day we will, but uh, we'll just replace it with something a lot more vibey. Uh, we don't have Cade with us today, but uh, if you're new here, we talk about nerd stuff, we talk about pop culture stuff, we talk about stupid stuff, we talk about whatever we want, and we have no format. But that doesn't matter. We're here to have a we're here to have a good morning and start it off for a good week. Uh, but before we get into our topic, as always, uh, we'd like to start out with a little bit of small talk. Do you have anything to say, Neil? Uh, last week I went horseback riding. Oh yeah? Did you do good? Yeah. Did you fall off? No, I didn't fall off. Oh man! I, uh, not... I, I had a really cool horse. His name was Dodger, but the people said his uh his bougie name was uh Dodger. So, uh, yeah, he was pretty cool. He listened to me. I gave him a lot of good pats. Tell him he was doing a good job when I was riding him. That doesn't sound like any fun if you didn't fall off. Oh, no one fell off. Lame. I would have loved, I would have loved to see that. But anyway, that sounds nice. I might go horseback riding one day, but I've never really had, like, the biggest interest in doing it. Oh, well, I uh, did it because it was, like, a, a a thing to get out of work, so. Uh, well, fair. Maybe I would do if that were the case. Uh, well, my small talk is pretty simple. I can sum it up with three small phrases. Killing the heretic, burning the alien, and purging the unclean. You talking can know about it. Warhammer 40k Darktide, by the way. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> Warhammer 40k Darktide. I've been playing a lot of it. I got beta access to it. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I love 40k. We will have a 40k episode eventually. But the problem is is there's at least three or four, maybe five decades worth of lore that is accompanied with Warhammer that I'm not very well versed in. So we can't do that without the uh, expertise of uh, one or two friends, which uh, that's a little sneak peek to a future guest episode probably, but that doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what else is small, far, small talk? I want to keep this going a little bit, two minutes. We had small talk that lasted five or ten minutes in the earlier episode, remember that? We can talk about Cade's power supply. Uh, yeah, we can talk about Cade's power supply while he's not here, I guess. But I mean, it's not really fun to bring it up without him. Probably still yeah. doesn't have it. We could, we could text him right now see if he, see if, if he's he, awake. That's he's, why he's not here because he's still probably sleeping. Yeah, he was up late last night. So was I, but I don't sleep much. So, you know, it's whatever. Um, I guess I, I mean. I've been kind of just holding out, really, on uh, waiting on other games. Horror games are on quite the rise right now, which makes me really happy to see because I've had dozens of people try to tell me that horror was a dead genre that no one likes anymore, and that's obviously not true. But uh, I'm almost finished with uh, Dead Space 1. Oh, yeah? Then you get yeah, to move in a second. A, yeah, I'm at a point where I'm kind of stuck because I have like no ammo, barely any health. You'll like you'll like Dead Space too. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta backtrack a save and you know <coughs> figure out what you're gonna do with that. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been keeping an eye on things, waiting impatiently, as well as playing Dark Tide. They got, uh, I mean, there's a couple that are already out that I just haven't gotten to yet, like SCP Secret Files, Madison, The Quarry. Western yeah, Protocol, High on Life, no, 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 no,
for oh, one. They're just talking about games you want. You're looking forward to. My no, bad. I was talking about horror games specifically, and I was talking about ones that were already out, and then I was going to get into the ones that weren't out yet. Such as Dead Space and Silent Hill and Resident Evil 4. Yeah, see? That's why it's important not to interrupt people. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, you'll learn one day the hard way, probably. But, uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. Especially the Dead Space remake, dude. I've been looking more into that. They're doing some great things with that, with what I've seen. That comes Uh, out two days before my birthday. And they kind of even, like, I was looking at the pictures and, and a couple of the scenes that I remember vividly, because bad things happen in those particular scenes. I'm like, you know, this would look cooler if it was lit, like, this way or, like, a different way. And they're lit in those different ways now. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. It's beautiful. Uh, and it's high-quality lighting it's as well. I've always wanted. Huh? It's everything I've always wanted. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. Game developers just have this weird way of reading my mind. Uh, I mean, it's probably because other people are saying it, like, to them, but, you know, whatever. Uh, except for Game Konami. I, fo- I fully believe that Konami decided to actually harvest my brain ideas and all of my emails and, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, game developers also have a tendency of blocking your email. Yeah, game developers do that. I mean, not even just game developers. I think just, people just block my email. I know Konami blocked it. Night Dive Studios did not block my email, but they pretty much, you know, they responded and pretty much just said, leave us alone uh, in a more respectful way. Uh, did you ever get an email back from the de- from the uh, Denny CEO? Um, I don't believe I did. Um. And then there was the CEO of Taco Bell who did not respond to me. There was the Prime Minister of Canada who did not respond to me. Uh, I I email people I shouldn't be emailing. <laughs> You're the only person that emails nowadays. Yeah, pretty much. I I send emails. I whatever. Don't judge me. Uh, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm also looking forward to that one, but that doesn't matter. Um, uh, and then you Richard mentioned Charles. Protocol. Choo Choo Charles, I'm pretty I'm pretty hype about Choo Choo Charles. If you guys don't know what Choo Choo Charles is, basically combined spiders and trains. Uh it's pretty great. But uh that comes out on December 9th. All of these things are coming out like at the end of the year. The end of this year, beginning of next year, and well, Dead Sp- or Resident Evil, which is gonna be in March. Uh, it's a pretty pretty high rise for horror, and I have no idea when Silent Hill Two is supposed to come out or whatnot, but it's whatever. You think uh, it's it's pretty like fair to assume God of War is gonna win Game of the Year, right? Uh, Elden Ring or God of War? Yeah, People like think it, Stray is still on the running, but I doubt it. That game kind of died off within the first week it was out. Stray looks like a very neat game. Looks like a very good game. But I don't think it's game of the year worthy. It will be God of War or Elden Ring. And I don't honestly know which one I would say. Personally, I would vote God of War Ragnarok. But Elden Ring, what they did, right? It's like, I mean, not a big fan of Souls like games. Storytelling in them is garbage. Um, and there I love difficult games, but those can be a little t- testing of the, the patience, the mind every now and then. But Elden Ring made a lot of people who did not like Souls-like games like Souls-like games. Um, and I I played Elden Ring, and I actually enjoyed it somewhat. You know, I, really I mean, think it was, if high end, Sorry, go ahead. It wasn't an was awful gonna, game, but... 
I was going to say, like, if, uh, if High on Life were to come out, like, maybe this month or last month, it probably would have a running of Game of the Year. Yeah, I don't know. It it's really, really depends. Because, see, there's, uh, one of the things that really, because I'm pretty sure God of War got Game of the Year, the old one, you know, in 2018. It, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it got Game of the Year. That game ha- is, I would classify that as, like, the perfect video game. It's got story. Yeah. De- it's got story and intense story development twists. It's got the character development. It's got cool game elements. It's got cool monsters. It's got a cool world. Like it's it's just. I think God of War is like the perfect video game, and I think Ragnarok very well might be as well. I don't know yet because I've been avoiding spoilers like the plague. But you know if uh, God of War Ragnarok also has that one camera shot through the whole game as well. Oh, Ragnarok? I, I believe it. I don't see why they would change that. Uh, right. That was one of the things that people hyped about it. Um, I I personally think God of War Ragnarok is probably going to get Game of the Year. I want Ragnarok to get Game of the Year more than Elden Ring. Me too. Uh, but it's a tough, it's a tough race because Elden Ring really, really broke the charts. And Elden Ring, I believe, was actually the first game this year that was released that wasn't somehow a... Uh, a live service game. And that also created controversy because there are people complaining about Elden Ring saying how they need to add like a battle pass and stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, God oh. forbid a game just has like a good, good, you know, world and atmosphere and single player and whatnot. We're going to get the biggest surprise and Overwatch 2 is going to win game of the year. I kind of hope, I really hope Overwatch 2 doesn't get game of the year because it's not that different. It's not, it's different by, like, only having one tank now. That's all the difference is. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, the way the combat was, because I know for a while at the end streak of Overwatch 1, what Overwatch looked like to me is pretty much just this dogfight where nothing really happened other than hurting each other constantly. And then everyone would all pop their ults at once, and then whoever happened to be the last or last two people on one particular team would get the point and then it would just wait and happen again or they would just basically win at that point. That's what I, I think. I think if Overwatch 2 actually had released its PvE content fully fledged, it could have won Game of the Year. Maybe. I mean, I either way, I, I wouldn't vote uh, Overwatch Game of the Year because I don't like Blizzard. <clears throat> But I do play Overwatch 2, I guess. So, I mean, call me a hypocrite. And Overwatch 1 won Game of the Year 2016. Did it? Yeah. Well, Overwatch, Overwatch was, was pretty good back then. And that was before. Well, I mean, Blizzard was already kind of kind of dog water before Gummy. then. But, uh, what? Gummy. Yeah. But it's, it's different now. Like, the people who run Blizzard are not good people but that doesn't matter uh for the topic today uh we had 11 we had good 10 minutes of uh small talk uh we're talking about garbage tech uh fake tech and some of this is like really bad stupid stuff some of it's just failed stuff but it brought to mind a memory i looked at a video and someone basically made a fake video that elon musk announced the tesla phone right Uh, phone made by tesla and basically it was like the super high end you know the phone of like the one phone to rule them all you know there's your little nerd reference in there for you 
which is obviously fake because if you know Elon Musk, you know he hates phones. He's actually trying to do the Neuralink thing to get rid of them. So why would he release a phone? Um, and then it brought to mind another memory. Have you ever heard of the Juicer Neo? Juicer? Juicer, something like that. Spell it. Or I don't know how to spell it. So bas- basically what the Juicer is, okay? It's a juicer, but not a juicer, right? They wanted to, the, the people who made the Juicer, and it was a thing you could buy, it was $700. Uh, basically, it's a juicer that can connect to the internet. So you, you connect it, you would buy it, you'd set it up, connect it to the internet, and then it would be good to go. And you'd take this bag that already has juice in it, and you would put it inside the machine, and then the machine would squeeze the juice out and put it into a cup. That's it. What? Yeah. I'm so, trying to like find this thing. You might have a couple of questions. Juicero? Juicero, that's it. Wi-Fi juicer is even more unnecessary than it sounds. <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's absolutely no reason for that thing to connect to the internet. It doesn't do anything except squeeze juice out of a bag. It's not even a juicer. You could take one of those bags, cut it open, and pour it into a, into a cup, you know? Like, it doesn't do anything except squeeze. It's, it's like the big... It's a scam. It's a big old scam. $700 at launch. I'm like, you're not going to convince me that that juicer connecting to the internet is not somehow spying on me, if anything. Like, that's the, right. that's the only reason it would connect to the internet to me. Juicero because... has said the machine is designed to deliver the optimal amount of pressure for each fruit and vegetable pack. The machine is supposed to customize its press for each variety. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. It, the, it's, the stuff that's squeezing out is already juice. Yeah. It's... It's already liquid. It doesn't. It's such a scam. And then they released another one, but they like canceled. I don't know a whole lot about that. It's like the son of Juicero or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, Juicero uh, Jr. That kind of got me on my kick. I'm like, I want to talk about some fake tech, and I pulled up some Kickstarter fails to start with. Uh, and I know you did. I have one that I'm looking at right now, and it's not the one you mentioned earlier. Uh, so you go ahead and go first because mine actually looks cool and I wish it didn't fail. But uh, um, go ahead. let's see. So this thing about a watch. Yeah, the the Pebble watch. It was a Kickstarter fail when in 2016. I don't know how it failed when they raised 20 million dollars. Apparently, Pebble Time was a water-resistant smartwatch that featured featured up to seven days of battery life and a built-in microphone for voice replies for messages. The watch also had an e-paper display that mimicked the appearance of ink on paper, similar to a Kindle's display. The Kickstarter campaign offered a fancier version of the watch called the Pebble Time Steel, which had an even longer battery life up to 10 days, and a stainless steel display, and both a steel and leather-bound wristband. Why it failed, even though Pebble Time had a good product and shipped it out to backers as promised, the company truly let down all its backers by selling its technology to the staff of Fitbit. Ah. Because of the buyout, Pebble Time owners would no longer receive software updates, replacement parts, or warranty support. In other words, anyone who backed the Kickstarter project received a watch that would only last a year or two. 
Yeah, that sounds mm. about right. It's because they sold to a big company to get a big payday. Uh, <clears throat> I got one. And their staff. Uh, they sold their, their, their art and staff. This one disappoints me. It's uh, 11 on the list. It's called Coolest Cooler, right? So this thing, to describe it, right, it's got a cooler. It's got some AC on the front of it or something. It's electric. There's a, a blender on it and then something on the other side. I don't know what that is. Uh, coolest cool, coolest cooler was a Kickstarter Kickstarter campaign was launched to fund an all in one party cooler that not only kept your beverages cold, but could also open beers, crush ice, blend drinks. As if those weren't enough features, the coolest cooler also had a built in Bluetooth speaker, USB charger, cutting board, and storage for plates and cutlery. This was started mm-hmm. in 2014 and raised 13 million dollars. I 100 percent would have loved to get one of these things. Uh, I mean, I only I only just heard about it today, but uh, the coolest cool the coolest coolers Kickstarter campaign failed because of poor financial planning on the part of its founders. For all the features the cooler contained, the price tag of it, uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, the price tag of just one hundred and eighty five dollars for the regular package was too low. Uh, in the end, none of the project's backers uh got their coolers, but the company did go. On to achieve success by selling the coolest cooler on Amazon for a higher price. Well, that is unfortunate. There's a game console here. Yeah, I'm gonna read that one. We're just gonna rotate these, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, we should talk about like them. Like, I would, I would get the coolest cooler. Like, that thing is pretty sick. You can bring that to any party or whatever. Like, any uh, get together. I 100% would have loved to get the coolest cooler. The Pebble Watch isn't necessarily something that would have. Uh, interested me a whole lot. Uh, really. I'd rather just have like a, a Samsung watch, you know, like yeah, a Garmin, like a Samsung or Apple watch, preferably Samsung. But you know, uh, we're not gonna get into the Apple Samsung debate today, but today. we will eventually, probably. <laughs> we'll go into all the the wars of like fucking everything. Excuse my language. Uh, okay, so the Oya console. The Oya console was promoted as a new kind of video game console. It was going to be a affordable console built on Android that would allow anyone to develop games for it through open source coding. While the product did launch and get shipped, it was one of the biggest Kickstarter failures. This was in the year 2012, and they raised $8.5 million. Interesting. Um, Oya failed because it was just bad. When backers received the console, all the components were very low quality, the buttons were sticky, and the controller connectivity was poor. To name a couple of the problems with the console itself. There, then there were the games. Since the console allowed open source game development, there was no platform games launched with it. It was full of extremely bad, bad and unfinished games that people made for it. In other words, the concept was interesting. The team behind Oya just didn't execute well or build a good gaming product. You know, I think that's that's actually like a really cool concept. What that that some like an open so I mean it is a cool concept I guess, but it sounds like really uh bad. <laughs> like it was just poorly executed. But I well, feel like I don't if think it was this... executed in a good way, it could have been something that was really big if it I was don't... from, you know, I don't Microsoft think this is I don't think this is something that I would like anyway though. Like 
I mean, it runs on Android, so I would imagine this is like a thing for your phone, uh, in a way. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I, I need to read more into it. But it's like, this thing just kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's just it's games made by just people in their bedroom. I mean, indie games are great, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to bag on indie games. But... Like it, I don't know. It just that's that's like a even if this thing was like a good physical product, that's still really hit or miss. There probably just wouldn't be very many good games that pop up on that thing. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I I would probably try it. I just wouldn't want to spend money on it. Uh, let's see. Where is a? You know, I'm gonna. What is this? The iBackpack. I've heard of this thing, actually. Uh, okay, I, I, I scrolled to the bottom of this list. The uh, iBackpack 2.0. Uh, next generation smart backpack. Backpack loaded with features such as 3G, 4G, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth audio, built-in batteries, multiple USB chargers, and much more. The smart backpack also boasted 30-plus pockets which includes secret compartments and uh, was even going to be available in bulletproof Kevlar. Jesus. Nice. This did not raise much money. It only raised 76000 This was in 2016. Uh, backpack, uh, why it failed. The iBackpack 2.0 was the name, was the name of the founder, Doug uh, Monaz. Monahan's. Monahan's uh, second failed crowd. This is a second failed crowdfunding campaign. The first one failed too. How did he get to his second? Uh, he had already raised hundreds of thousands of dollars from backers on Indiegogo. In reality, the creator of iBackpack never used any of the money from the backers to produce the backpack. Instead, <laughs> he was spending it on personal expenses and Bitcoin. Wow. Hey, 2016, spending it on Bitcoin. Guy must be rich now. No, I doubt it. I really, really doubt it. If he pulled a scam like this, he's probably not smart. Uh, in 2019, uh, Monahan was sued by the FTC for running a deceptive crowdfunding scheme. This resulted in him being banned from ever using crowdfunding platforms again. Unfortunately, the FTC wasn't able to retrieve any of the money to return to backers. Yeah, because he put it all in Bitcoin. He put it into an unregulated currency. Of course you weren't going to get it back. Dang. Like what you should have done was fine him or give him prison time or whatever. I don't know. I mean, that backpack looks awesome and I totally buy it if it was real or like <clears throat> an actual product. Nothing about this sounds like it would be convenient. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe, but dude, I... I have a hard time charging my phone sometimes, like just remembering to do it or charging my, like anything. I Like I'm not great at charging my things. Why, why would I remember to charge my backpack? <laughs> like it, it just, it won't work, you know? But that's a uh, me error, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the concept of a backpack having speakers in it, but the thing is, is I also don't like people listening to my music. Uh, unless I'm in a confined area, you know, uh, like I wouldn't walk around with a backpack that's blasting, you know, something like binge and purge by clutch. Absolutely not. Uh, right. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's a neat concept. 
I do like backpacks. Uh, so, who knows? What do you got? Uh, uh, I'm going to read the Emma brush. The Emma brush was an automatic toothbrush shaped like a mouth guard that claimed to brush your teeth in just 10 seconds. All you had to do was insert the device into your mouth, bite down on it, and press a button. It would brush all your teeth at once in a fraction of the regular time brushing. This product uh, was in the year 2017 and raised $3.4 million. Um, Amberbush failed because its creators were unable to find a European manufacturer that could produce a product at the right price. They tried to work with Asian manufacturers, but the quality of the product was just too low to continue the project. The owners of Amberbush eventually had to file for bankruptcy. So it seems like it actually could have been a good product if they could have found like a manufacturer. I have a fundamental problem with the concept of brushing your teeth in 10 seconds. I don't, I don't think the cleaning is that efficient if it only takes 10 seconds. You could do it more than, more than once. I mean, yeah, but like the idea isn't that you're supposed to do it more than once, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, uh, always buy American. That is the, uh, that's the first thing that went into my mind when I heard that. But, uh, <clears throat> anyway, let's see, what else is here? I mean, there's a few other things on this list, but not many of them are tech-based. Xano. Oh, here's one. Yeah, I was going to read that one. Xano. Xano was an autonomous, intelligent nanodrone with the ability to capture HD photos and videos from the air. Are you telling me that you've basically just built an AI-driven spy robot? That does not yeah. sound safe. It was small enough to fit in the palm of your hand and allegedly able to fly all by itself while connected to your iOS or Android smart device. You could allegedly maneuver the drone by tilting your device toward and backward, forward and backward and side to side. The drone sensors would prevent it from colliding with any obstacles. If the drone got too, too far or was running low on battery, it would automatically return to you. This is in 2015, only raised $3 million. Go figure. Most people probably don't want this little self-thinking spy, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, Xano never actually uh, had a fully functional drone. Turns out the company's founder had previously tried and failed to develop the drones, and Xano was just another entry into its list of failed products. So this is not the first time they tried to make a drone that sucked. Uh, though Xano did end up shipping a small percentage of drones out to backers, many of them weren't even able to fly. Despite the company's claims that they were uh, fully functional, it would appear that this Kickstarter failure was due to a combination of delusion and lack of execution. Yeah, sounds delusion. about right. Well, I would say delude. I, I, look, I don't trust AI. <laughs> you know, that's one of my own little things. Uh, but. I, if you told me that there was a, a robot that would automatically just be like, oh, I should go back to wherever my master is, I wouldn't believe it. Not right now. But uh, What do you mean? Look, especially if I... Look, this is from Kickstarter. Especially if I saw this on Kickstarter, I don't trust anything I see on Kickstarter, ever. Uh, Like, most of it is scams, you know? Uh, Not necessarily like just outright robbing money some people actually like attempt to make something and they're just they're just bad but uh i don't know i, I remember something uh remember that really like thin paper like flexible phone that samsung made 
Um, or like was announced. Do you mean the the flip phone that they got? No, it was like almost paper thin, basically. Oh, I no, I don't remember that. I know that oh. Apple tried to do that and it didn't go bode well. Trying to find an article on it. I don't remember that. Man, I remember when like the iPhone 7 came out. Imagine having one of those nowadays. People would make fun of you for it. But back then, if you had an iPhone 7, it was like, whoa, rich guy, you know, as always. So Samsung has shown off a radical bending mobile phone that could be virtually unbreakable. The Korean electronics company provided a glimpse such of such a device at a keynote speech Wednesday at the International CES Gadget Show in Las Vegas. That was, this was in 2013, by the way. Oh. Uh, the screen is expected to find its way into Samsung headset, although the firm said the devices shown which were Microsoft's phone software were only prototypes. Yeah, so like it was a phone that was basically yeah paper thin and it could bend it and was basically unbreakable is what they said oh so but it, but that thing it was a prototype that thing never made it out to like, no. be a thing nope i mean i believe i believe samsung could do it probably uh i mean i but, i don't know if i trust a bendy phone too much uh i mean i I've seen and held like those those flip phones that they make, and like they're actually pretty cool and durable. Like, well, I know that in the the earlier innovations of those, the screen would get that crease in it, and it was wasn't good. But apparently now they don't. Yeah, they don't uh, anymore. I don't know how they solve that. N- next time I need to get a new phone, I'm gonna get one of those probably because I I want I was gonna get one like earlier this year, but then I altered that and i'm like no you shoot shoot man i'll go iphone for some reason i'm not gonna talk about it but uh you're just you're just dumb and got an iphone no it's not that i was dumb i had a reason and my reason has so far been properly fulfilled but uh i still don't like apple anyway uh well you need is that gonna count as yours or should i continue yeah that'll count as mine all right uh the tico something like that I uh, don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, it's a 3D printer, you know. Uh, Tico was a crowdfunded 3D printer that housed all its components in a single body. It was uh, purported to be similar, simpler and more reliable than other 3D printers of the time. Uh, All at a much lower price tag of only 179 bucks. Only Tico reached its uh, funding... Oh, hang on. Once Tico reached its funding goal, it actually shipped about 4,000 printers out to backers. But that's when problems began. Okay, so it actually delivered on its product. And by a good amount for a low price, it was in 2015, it raised almost $3 million. <clears throat> here's where Here's where it failed. Customers who received the first units of the Tico printer reported that the printer, that the printer quality was low. It seems that uh, Tico's focus on its uh, unibody design forced them to use unreliable custom components to build the printer, and they didn't work as well as other uh, <clears throat> tried-and-true 3D printer uh, components of the time. The Tico printer uh, also cost too much uh, to make... Comp- hang on. Cost too much to make compared to what the company was selling it for. 
the Tico uh, quickly ran out of money after its first units were shipped. Okay, so it was expensive like- to build. They sold it for too low, and the quality parts were also low. I don't know. I feel uh, like probably it, what the plastic wasn't burning at a high temperature to like be printing at a high well, quality. But I what I would imagine, I'm not really sure about that. But my my guess is, I mean, maybe that were the case. But if it's saying that the they were using uh, you know, shoddy parts basically, unwieldy parts, I'd imagine these things just broke down like quickly, very quickly. Maybe. I also imagine they used probably their own uh, 3D printing spools, and they probably were bad plastic or bad, it's, uh, it's, bad product. It's, it's it's hard to tell. Uh, see, I, like, because I've been looking online for 3D printers. I want to get one. Uh, I, do, I if if you're gonna get a, a 3D printer, honestly, I think the best move is to get one that's big. Uh, is pretty much the conclusion I've drawn. Any small 3D printer I've seen, it doesn't have that great reviews. Right. Um, the one we had back in high school was uh, was decent. Well, yeah, that was a big one. That's like one of the ones I met. Those box 3D printers seem to be the best, though. Uh, you know, it looks kind of like a tank in it, you know, whatever. But let's see, what else do they got here? Uh, um, there's one here that I think you might be pretty interested in. The uh, watch? No, the CST... Uh, it's number four on the list. Yeah, the watch. CST Kickstarter campaign oh. was launched for an incredibly thin 0.8 millimeter to be exact flexible wristwatch. It had an electronic display housed in a single piece of stainless steel which wrapped around the wearer's wrist like a flexible bracelet. The watch was designed to be minimalistic as possible with no buttons or knobs on the watch itself and so the users could set time from an included base station. It's raised about a million dollars in 2013. Bits on the Kickstarter page from the CST1 watch failed to ship, pointed out various manufacturing problems with the watch. However, very little information was provided to the backers who were still without their watches. While it's possible that the whole campaign was a scam, it's more likely that the creators of the CST1 blew through the money trying to develop the product and couldn't deliver what they were promised. So they chose to disappear instead. The fact that they never, that there was never a functional prototype to start off with points to this. I 100% probably would have ended up spending money on one of these things. Like if it were real, yeah. like, cause it's just a watch. Like it's nothing super fancy. It's just a watch that flexes and molds to your wrist like that. I would have spent money on that hundred percent. Right. Uh, how you charge the thing is beyond me. Base station. Huh? It has a base station. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I th- this would have been a really, like, neat idea. I mean, it was a neat idea. And it, I, I could see this actually being, you know, real technology today. But, uh, very interesting. Um, but it also sounds breakable. I guess. I don't know. Uh, or I wonder, something like that. Some of these, like some of these, if you're going to do a business venture like this, where you're going to make a product, like you need, 
One of the things that my grandma told me, or she didn't tell me, but it's one of the things that I've heard her bring up, is when you're going to start a business involving a product or like a restaurant or whatever, you know, when you're starting a business, you need to always have more money than what is predicted that you need, you know? So like if you, it's like to start a business, you know, this is just going to be a loose example. It's obviously too low. It's like if you needed $5,000 to start this business, all right, you need to have more than $500. You know, mm-hmm. like don't don't listen to that minimum amount. Right? You need you need five thousand. You need more than five thousand. That is really what that means. Uh, and you should also already have that kind of stuff planned out. You know, like manufacturing and whatnot before you're raising money for it. You know, you need to look research, man. Do your research. Plan everything. That's what I do. Uh, doesn't always work out for me, even though I do do that, but, you know, I'm safer that way. Let's see, what else do they got here? Might need to, might need to start digging into other, uh, digging into other lists. Here's one that I actually underestimated, and uh, this is something I would not buy, uh, no matter what, because you know me. Uh, it's called the SCARP. Uh, it's number nine on the list. Uh, Scarp was a laser shaving razor that would uh, allegedly melt both melt both light and dark hairs using a certain laser frequency carried by a piece of string. In other words, the razor. In other words, the razor was used was to use. Oh wow, this is really weirdly written. The razor was to use a laser instead of a normal cutting blade. Uh, there was a lot of hype surrounding the project and some were even calling it the future of shaving uh this was in 2015 raised four million as cool as the laser razor sounds there wasn't any real technology behind scarp that did what its founders claimed it could do while scarp did eventually release a prototype it didn't work anywhere near as well as it was supposed to even physics uh experts were questioning the product at the time oh okay so this was this was like sci-fi thing here. Yeah. Uh, after the initial hype died down, people started noticing other sketchy details about the SCARP. The technology pur- purported uh, to power the razor wasn't well document- documented, and the funding requested seemed very low. Ultimately, Kickstarter shut down the project for violating the site's rules pertaining to working prototypes. So there's speculation that this thing was a huge scam because they didn't properly talk about the... Uh, um the power source of it basically and it was utilizing laser technology that did not exist at the time uh and i don't know if it still if it does now or not but uh i mean there's laser tattoo removals and like hair removal surgeries i mean i would imagine it probably works but whatever uh very interesting what else do they got here um, I found one on another website. It's called oh. the Elio Motors Scooter. Ooh. The Elio Motors launched a crowdfunding campaign promoting a new three-world electric vehicle that was supposed to hit the market in 2014 with incredible fuel efficiency. The company was certainly good at one thing, raising money from casual investors to tune a $17 million for its first crowdfunding round, including over $65,000 that reserved a model ahead of time. 
Elio even hit the road with confidence on how to properly raise money via crowdfunding. Then, while nothing happened, Elio Motors burned through its investment money in only a few short months, primarily on suspicious soft expenses, easily summed up his paychecks. The supposed release date has been pushed back for years. Elio has failed to get any additional loans for production, and it's now obvious there will never be an Elio scooter. The company is currently selling its a small amount of manufacturing equipment just to keep its lights on and is expected to entirely collapse any time now. I found a good one. What is it? Uh, well, first off, about the scooter. Uh, actually, I don't really have anything to say about that one. <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't. It's just a scooter that sucks uh, and doesn't exist. Uh, but this is a video game. Uh, it's called the Yogg Ventures. Yogg Ventures. Something like that. Uh, Yogg Ventures was to be an open-world sandbox adventure game along the lines of Minecraft. In fact, the Kickstarter project was launched by two YouTubers who had a popular Minecraft-based show called The Shadow of... I don't know, something that kind of looks like the word Israel, but fancy. Uh, Israel? Israfel? Israfel. Israfel, whatever. The game, uh, the title of the game, Yog Ventures, was derived from the name of the creator's YouTube channel, which is Yog's Cast. Despite the backing of 13,000 people uh, on Kickstarter, Yog Ventures never made it through development. And this is where they made a very fundamental error. This was back in 2012. They raised about 500,000 bucks. Neither of the Yog Ventures creators were developers themselves, so they partnered with a game de development development company called Wintercool, a company that had never actually developed a game before. <laughs> Though the game's creators were genuine in their intention, neither they nor the developers had the knowledge and experience required to build such an ambitious game from scratch. They made they managed to release alpha and beta versions of the game, but burned through all the funding and never made it beyond that. Uh, hang on, I want to look that up. Uh, let's see. Adventures? Yeah. Yogven. Oop, hang on. Well, it's not on Steam. Hang on, I need to find that. Yogventures. Take, take this link. I mean, surely you could get it. Man, that's a shame. They just, they really, really screwed the pooch on that one by, you gotta look into your developers, man. Let's see, Yogg Ventures, surely you could get this somewhere. Like, if it was in beta release and stuff, I would imagine that you could get it somewhere, but, I don't know, maybe they took it down at this point. This was back in 2012. Yogg's cast cheap backers for 500,000. Well, it's not that they cheated. It's that they, they're incompetent. <laughs> like, uh, let's see. It doesn't, I don't think it, I don't think you can even get it anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. That's unfortunate. I would have, uh, I would have, I mean, I, don't think I would have spent money on it, but I would like to have peeked at it. I think only the the 
Kickstarters, the backers got got the game probably. Uh, a code or something, yeah. Yeah, most likely. Interesting though, very interesting. I was hoping I would see a video game on here. Um, I never heard of a video game getting started through Kickstarter though. That's that's interesting. Um. Well, they obviously didn't know what they were doing, so. Well, yeah, I mean, Yogg's Cast is extremely popular, or at least they were. I don't, I don't really know. I don't watch them anymore. That might tell you all you need to know about it. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they wanted to make a game that they didn't have the knowledge to make, so they just went to a developer that also did not have the knowledge, because I would imagine they didn't look into it. Uh, it was just some group. So, uh, or company, small company that was like, "Hey, we'll make it," and they just said yes without thinking about it. Uh, yeah, not not smart. See, I think that's one of the like big things about one of the worst things about Kickstarters, aside from scams, is like there's great ideas, but these people just aren't thinking things through. Like, I I would imagine you're going on Kickstarter because it's an easy way to get the funding to really boost the thing. But then there's other complications that you have, and it's like you don't really dig much farther than that. You just you want the funding, and then you think it's all good. It is not. There's a, a slog of other things that need to be thought about, you know? You're, you're not going to start a business like this without partners, and you need to research those potential partners, you know? Very true, very true. That's wild. See what what's some other uh, garbage technology that exists? Let me let me go to a different site. Oh fuck! It's hang on. Uh, why did it? Why does it count that as separate tabs? Here we go. Let's see. What happens if Kickstarter fails? Oh, I don't care about that. Do you get a refund if Kickstarter fails? Does not offer refunds. Yeah. See, that's another thing about it. Um. Oh, did did you hear about the uh, the woman who made the VR set that actually killed you in real life? I don't think that's real. I like that. That sounds illegal. I I don't believe that exists. Um, but yes, I did hear about that. Um, you know, it made there was a thing. If you watch Doctor Phil, you probably know about Jelly Juice. Jelly Juice. Jilly Juice. Uh, some woman named Jill, who is basically a guru. Uh, gurus can never be trusted. They're always garbage and liars and scams. But uh, she basically invented this heal all elixir that had about, uh, I say, I think it was like maybe ten times the amount of sodium that the body recommends. Uh, that's how much salt was in it. And it would make you have intense diarrhea, and basically it would kill you uh, would if you drank it enough. Your body of living. Yeah, pretty much. And she's like the kind of like she's like claims she's not a scientist or chemist or anything like that, but she's like you know I'm really good at like reading on the internet and taking the information I see and putting it together. Basically, she's a keyboard warrior that is also a scammer, uh, and. 
she was on Dr. Phil and there was a guy who was like actually a scientist and knows like a lot about biology who was like, this, this is, this is bad. Like, this is a scam. It'll kill you. Uh, like I said, like a lot, a very dangerous amount of sodium was in that. And she wanted you to drink like a quart of it a day, you know, oh, and- but it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, it was really interesting. Highly recommend watching that Dr. Phil episode, not sponsored, but <clears throat> that's not really tech. That's, that's more of just a, just a scam. It was pretty, pretty interesting. You remember that well, on that kind of uh you know, topic. Remember that pink sauce ordeal? The what? Pink sauce? The, yeah. Um, I don't think I do. It was a big TikTok thing. Pink sauce. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, pink sauce was a pink colored dipping sauce created by private chef and TikTok user Chef P. The sauce mm-hmm. went viral in the summer of 2022 with over 5 million views. 500 million. What did it taste and, like? Uh, I don't know. Apparently really bad, and it was, like, really bad for you. Like, made you really ill. Like, that's, that, like, that just sounds so weird, like, trying to advertise that. It's like, pink sauce. It's sauce that's pink. It's like, okay, yeah, well, and, what does it taste and, like? What does the sauce go for? Like... And, like, the nutrition facts and all the ingredients weren't actually, like, FDA-approved and, like, the sauce wasn't FDA-approved and everything like that. It was, like, a fake label on it, on the back of it, with all, like, the calories and ingredients and everything like that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, that, like, so, I mean, it's just, that that's basically a scam. It's just a way for a guy trying to make money. But, like, those are the questions I would ask. It's like, I'm not going to get a sauce just because it's pink, you know? Like, that just sounds really weird like i want to know what the i would want to know what it the what the sauce is you know i like pepto bismol i don't know what what is the sauce oh yeah let me just lather up my burgers and pepto bismol uh, sounds, like sounds like a brilliant idea yeah well, it tastes like garbage and i never but get you won't heartburn. get heartburn i don't get heartburn well lucky you i don't think i've i don't actually think i've ever had heartburn what is heartburn? What what is that? It like, I don't know. It's just I don't know how to explain it. It's it's like a burning sensation in like your esophagus, like after you eat. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've never had that. I mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't get that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a superhuman, dude. I don't I don't understand it. Things like that okay. just don't happen to me. I'm a genetic freak. Anyway. Uh, here, I found an interesting report here. This is, uh, this is funny. Well, it's not funny. 9% of Kickstarter projects failed to deliver rewards. 9% only failed to deliver? What? No, I mean, it's way more than that's that. Still a, that's still a good amount, honestly. Because you gotta well, think of how many projects are actually out there. Well, I would imagine if, if you were to take... Okay, what's 9% of 1 million? Uh, you're uh, 90,000, right? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, 9% of Kickstarter failed to deliver. 8% of the dollars pledged went to failed projects. 7% of the backers failed to receive their chosen reward. 65% of backers agreed, agreed or strongly agreed with the statement that the reward was delivered on time. What? No way. You're making kick... Who fun? Hang on. 
Oh, Kickstarter posted this. I don't trust that. I do not. That sounds like a lie. Of course, Kickstarter's going to boost their numbers. Let's see. Uh, 10 gaming Kickstarter campaigns that failed hard. Let's look at that. Gaming Kickstarters. I know there was a couple. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of a... What what was it? There was a there was a massive pyramid scheme involving like this huge 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 open world MMO. Uh and it was like so obviously a scam but so many people fell for it. I can't remember what it was called. Uh Moist Critical did a video on it though. I I just cannot remember. Anyway, Choo Choo Charles releases on December 9th. <laughs> Let's see what uh Here's a couple. Uh, the story behind... Hang on. Uh, the story behind Unwritten, That Which Happened. Uh, it's a game they were going to make. Uh, it was, I think it was Kickstarter. Um, there's another tragic one. This turn-based strategy game was being developed by independent studio Rockslow Games. The game quickly reached its $75,000 goal th uh, through over 2,000 backers. But Joe Houston was forced to drop the project and take its take on steadier work after his family suffered a health crisis. Luckily, his family seems to have pulled through uh, whatever caused the health crisis, but Houston's full-time job has prevented further work from work on the unwritten. Okay, so this guy was trying to make a game but had a health crisis and he hasn't been able to get back to it. That is unfortunate. I wouldn't say that failed. I think that's I don't think that's the right phrasing for that. Like it's not really failed, it was just stopped. Like it's not like he released the game and it sucked. I would consider that failure. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this I isn't a like this isn't a failure. This is this is just an, a tragedy, you know. Let's see what else have they got here. There's a dinosaur game called The Stomping Land. The Stomping Land was to, supposed to provide some competition to popular games like Ark, uh, Ark, Rust, and Daisy. While those games are still quite popular, the Stomping Land has, has been long forgotten. All right, so they, they sucked. That's a failure right there. Uh, let's see. Goddess. Goddess. G-O-D-U-S. Uh, hang on. Goddess. Hype was sky high for Goddess, Goddess, as it was being overseen by Fable creator Peter Moxlu. I have no idea who that is. Molinix. The game was set to be a god simulator and was serving as a cert and was serving as a spiritual successor to an earlier work of whatever this guy's name is. See, that sounds lame to me. A god simulator. Like, I don't know, man. there's no challenge in this. Uh, however, so-and-so was notorious for over-promising and under-developing, or under-delivering, and Goddess was no different. The Linux version was never released, and the PC version was a huge disappointment that was missing promised features. Uh, priority, uh... Hang on, priority was reportedly given to the to the freemium freemium mobile version. 
but even that was uh, terrible and widely criticized. Interesting. Sounds oh. lame. Then there's Fur Fun. Can you guess what that game is? Uh, you're a dog or a cat, and I don't know. Furry, furry stuff. It's a furry game. If you look at a picture, you would even you would even agree with it. It's not. See, it was this was supposed to be right here. What it's saying is supposed to be a throwback to Banjo Kazooie. I've never once looked at Banjo Kazooie and thought it was a furry game. Okay. Oh, Banjo it's Kazooie. on Steam. Banjo Kazooie is awesome. Is it? Yeah, fur fun's on Steam. See, that just sounds like a furry porn game. It sounds so gross. Fur fun. Is it on Steam? I'm not finding it. F fur fun. Maybe it was on Steam. Um, it might have gotten taken down, probably. I know eventually, if a game really does do bad enough, I think Steam will just be like, "Yeah, this is out." Um, I mean, there is like a a community page online. Here, I'll send you this. I searched, I searched up for fun in hopes of finding it, and I'm not liking some of these results. <laughs> don't look it up. Just, I'll say that now. Don't, don't Google that. Is that for the viewers or for me? <laughs> yes. Here's one. Ant Simulator. <laughs> this sounds so stupid. The story behind Ant Simulator is a questionable one indeed. Y yeah, you think? After raising over 4000 through Kickstarter develop Kickstarter, developers ETS Ski soon abandoned development. In a video update, the lead developer and the company's name and the company's namesake, Eric whatever, blamed the failure and abandonment on his co-workers. Right, not a game about ants? That sounds so lame. Oh my god, dude. The only people who would play that kind of game are... That's like that's like the kind of game that you would have your 5th grade biology students play to teach them a lesson, you know? <laughs> like, that's not fun. <laughs> no, that's the kind of game you, like, hey, blow on for your 4-year-old nephew that, whenever uh, you want him, like, running everything on your PC. That, uh, that one game console is on here that you mentioned. The Oya? Uh, from, yeah, the Oya. Uh, did you ever hear about the KFC console that, that KFC was trying yes. to make? <laughs> I, I would love... Hang on, let me let me look that up. KFC console. Because there were, like, images of it, and it looks like an air fryer. It's so funny. Shopping. Or no, images. Shopping. Not shopping. I think it is an air fryer. That's the thing that's confusing me. You can cook chicken in your game console. That does not sound good. <laughs> if that's true, something tells me that uh, chicken grease leaking all over the internals of your components is not uh, good. You're telling me you don't use chicken grease in your liquid cool PC? I'm. What I do is not your concern. Uh, let's see. The KF console is what it's called, uh, has arrived, forged from the fires of the KFC ovens and built by the, built by Cooler Master from the ground up. Cooler Master made this. 
There has never been a tastier way to experience the latest titles in stunning 4K 240 FPS. Fascinating. It is a game console that has an air fryer built into it, Neo. This is it. <laughs> it has an i9 in it. What is this grab? Wait, what is this? What is this? Dude, what where? Can you actually pay for VR this? ready ray tracing? Oh, this is FPS. It's more than I get on my PC. 4K game. It says it's arrived. Can I buy this somewhere? Let me. All right, shopping. The KF console. I mean, there's merch for it, but there's not like the thing. It seems. Dude, why? Why would you say it's here if it's not? Did it get discontinued or something? $2,000 for this thing? Built and designed by Cooler Master. At Cooler Master, we're wired different. You you figure. (laughs) We go way beyond the outside of the box to deliver cutting-edge performance with a touch of class frying chicken in your game console classy our expert mod team led by the legendary swedish crash led by the legendary swedish craftsman time play tim play whatever set about building this awesome beast and boy did he deliver did i think it's know? on development i i don't know i look okay i'm gonna be real with you here frying chicken within reach of me playing games doesn't sound too bad but i think in practice it's gonna end the same way as communism colossal failure i don't think i trust this so i can see like three outcomes outcome one you can be playing games and have some nice chicken at your side while you're playing games uh, option two, you're just gonna completely ruin your console. Or option three, you're gonna burn your house down. See, I I see two outcomes. Okay. Uh, either you either okay. Option one, I find unlikely, but you'll get to make some tasty chicken while you play video games. Nothing more, nothing less. Second option, you'll get to make tasty chicken while you play video games. Maybe twice, maybe three <laughs> times. And then that's it. You'll never get to do it again. <laughs> like, so the thing that confuses me, like, air fryers get hot, like, 400, like, some odd degrees, you know? How do they cool that for the PC? Or for, or for I, the console? I don't know, man. Cooler Master's wired different. You gotta ask them. I don't trust this. I mean, Hang it's on, wait. so... It, this isn't a console. It's a pre-built PC. Is it? I mean, they yes, call it it's but, not a console, but they call it the KF console. But it's also called the KF console gaming PC. Hang on, enjoy your favorite games in finger clicking 4K quality. <laughs> nice. I, you know what? I, oh man, this doesn't. I don't know how I feel about this. I just, I just don't know. I don't trust it, but I want to. You know what I mean? This was announced in June of 2020. Uh, it was widely believed to be a hoax until an official reveal in December. 
This was two years ago. So this was this was like an actual like announcement. KFC is trying to make a console. How much does the KF console called cost? Between two fifty and five hundred bucks is what it says. Oh, hang on. Here's where you got that two thousand. In conclusion, the new KF uh, gaming console would be priced near the range of two thousand. Dude, what a disc drive. You're telling me so? Well, two thousand, dude. No way. The price equipped with a chicken chamber. A chicken <laughs> chamber. I I I I want to trust this, but I just can't. I don't think I don't think frying chicken near delicate hardware is right. I have a fundamental issue <laughs> with liquids being near electronics. I do <laughs> unless it's mineral oil or something. I do not like it. Oh man, I I can't believe I haven't followed this in so long. I didn't know they had an actual release. When is the KF console actually coming out? October of 2022. Well, <laughs> I I see December of 2021. Yeah, well this hang on. The KF console is a home video game whatever cooler remains unrele remains unreleased as of as of October 2022. Okay. Uh was believed to be a hoax, whatever. I already know that. Give me answers, KFC. When does this come out? Does the KFC secret menu still work? This has got nothing to do with that. What is KFC menu hack? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about your food. I care about your console. Does KFC give free refills on chicken? <laughs> no. No, they don't. Oh, I kind of want to make Wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold up. This fried chicken chain based in Louisville, Kentucky has more than 22,000 locations in 36 countries. And not only does KFC have a free refill policy, <laughs> it has it has a Oh, it does not. It has a sense of humor about it. Okay, so they lie about it, basically. They lie about having free refills on chicken. Yes, basically. That's I was gonna hilarious. say, what? Like, who would ask that? Why does? Why would you assume KFC has free refills on chicken? It costs money to get it. You know, it's not soda. I mean, it costs money to get soda, but you know what I'm saying. What GPU does the KF console use? It was what? an i9. That that's not a GPU. That's a processor. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, Asus RTX graphics card. Solid Asus, says. Asus. I would imagine it's probably at minimum like a 3060. Yeah, maybe a TI. Uh, uh, well, prob yeah, no, maybe a 3060. Is, I would probably just solid with that. Unless they're actually shooting for top-notch stuff. But, man, that's wild. I can't believe... I did not know... Like, I've heard about this, and I did not know that... Uh, that they had like a, an official release for this thing. Should you buy the KF console? Um, purchase at your own peril is what I would say. If you are okay with the concept of hot chicken grease being maybe a plate away from touching your motherboard and stuff, then go for it. Uh, I am not. Hang but on. I'm, I'm, I'm finding some, some, some. 
some holes in this. So I, it's a housed in a custom Cooler Master NC100 chassis. I looked it up and it looks nothing like the uh, the thing. Well, I don't think these images were real to begin with. I think this is just like showcasing it. That's really interesting. Okay, there is a tray inside of the chicken fryer. That like catches the grease, I think. Or what still... if you like forget to clean it and it pours out? I still don't understand how your PC is going to stay cold with, you know, a hundred plus degrees, you know, but I mean, what do I know? 400 plus degrees. 400. It's like, I think that for frying chicken, it's like 350 minimum, right? Uh, yeah. 365, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Please, please, Cooler Master, explain it. What do you have like a sub zero cooler in that thing? 165. I'm sorry. 165 really 165 yeah oh okay well uh well that depends is it frozen mm -hmm. is it uh -huh. 165 yeah. for frozen chicken uh the safe cooking oh, temperature okay. for all poultry products including ground chicken and turkey stays the same at 165 well, degrees Fahrenheit. that's also for an air fryer but a deep fryer i'd imagine needs to be hotter than that maybe a little bit but not much I, Cause I set I set my deep fryer to like three hundred to fry frozen chicken, and it works fine. I don't burn my chicken or anything. Just leave it in there for a couple minutes, and then it's good. Uh, anyway, wow, what a tangent. This is I think the KF console is probably the best bit of fake tech, if it's fake at all. It might not. I don't be. think it's fake. What if it's not I'm, though? I'm unsure of how I feel about all of it, but. I want it. I would. I. I don't know if I want it. I. I want, I want to, it just as an air fryer. I want to trust it, but I can't. I. I'm just nervous, you know. Uh, but good on KFC for trying to get in the game. Yeah. Imagine, uh, like, if it gets too hot, does you, does uh does something like Kate happen to you and just explodes or like what? I have no idea. I do see a, a for I do see a forecoming epidemic if this thing comes out. All of those sweaty, <laughs> greasy, no life, slacking, procrastinating delinquents in school kids will never leave their room if they can just put a bag of frozen chicken in their room and play video games and pop it inside of the console that is two feet away from them. Yep. Or this, like some pizza bites. Or this like, is going to enable some deadly habits. <laughs> this is just going to increase America's obesity. Probably. Uh, wow, dude. K KF console. I mean, look, I, I can't bag on them too hard because there's a little bit of me in that, you know? I mean, I, I get up, I do things, you know, I had a job. I don't right now. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like a lazy bum. But I know, I know there are some people who are really heavily addicted to video games to the point where they, like, don't shower or poop their own pants and stuff. League of Legends players mostly, but, you know. World of Warcraft? No, that's more of a League of Legends thing. Well, World of Warcraft maybe, but I don't really... No, no World of Warcraft player I've ever met is a greasy turd, you know. Uh, League of Legends, however, <laughs> I... 
yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Look, if, if you like League of Legends, that's fine, but uh, take care of yourself, you know? Take a shower, uh, touch grass, you know? I play I play a lot of MMOs eat and stuff all the time. I devote, Eat something green that isn't Skittles. Eat something green that isn't Skittles? You don't even eat things that are green. Hey, I eat spinach and green beans. Bull. I've never once seen you touch something that's green. Shut up. I mean, I do too, but I mean, I eat, I eat. Well, no, actually, there's green beans that my grandma makes, okay? Green beans, she puts like onion powder and garlic powder in them when she's going to boil them and stuff. <sighs> those green beans are so good. I love them. They're amazing. I'll eat those I green beans all day. To eat. I'm trying to eat better, all right? I'm, I'm trying. You just got to you just got to experiment a little bit, man, you know? Like, you know, uh, like look, if there's something you don't like, just like eat it in different ways you know if you don't like it one way then uh, eat it in a different way if someone does it in a similar way but with a different recipe try that if you don't like it then you don't like it you know you're gonna have to keep eating the things you don't like in case there might be a way you end up liking it you know for me mm -hmm. i spent a whole lifetime eating sweet potatoes in many 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 different ways we've already talked about this but i'm gonna share it for the podcast i do not like sweet potatoes and i've tried i don't like them there's nothing about them that I enjoy. Uh, and no way I enjoy them. Same thing with Brussels sprouts, but Brussels sprouts are actually just toxic in general, so we don't need to talk about those. Anywho, we've run out of time for this episode. Uh, I had fun today, Neo. How about you? I had a lot of fun. Uh, this was really good. KF, KF console, looking forward to your release. Uh, you know, also KFC, we would love a sponsor, so... If you listen to this yeah, episode, us send us send us a couple of KF consoles. You know, maybe let's send play a, a chicken. Send us a KF console for uh, beta testing. We'll be happy to do it, one hundred percent. As long as I don't have to yep. spend money on it, I'm okay with risking grease damage. Uh, anyway, do you have any closing notes, Neo? Uh, be careful what you uh, back on Kickstarter. I think that's what we found out today. I. <laughs> I mean, I think that was found out already, but yes, if you ever go browsing around on Kickstarter, please be careful. Dig deep, you know, like, don't trust things. There's only one truly successful... Uh, real quick, I'm going to share this. There's one Kickstarter I know that did well, uh, and it is Mystery Science Theater 3000, when they rebooted it for Netflix. Finding of Isaac Four Souls. Did they use that on Kickstarter? Yep. Really? The mm -hmm. video game or the card game? The card game. They use Kickstarter to pump that up? Yep. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, well, that makes two, I guess. But anyway, uh, go ahead and check out our socials on twi uh, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, and Facebook. Jobo Radio on all of those. Uh, you can also check out me and Neo's personal Twitch pages. Uh, Frosty Butcher for myself and Just Phoenix 101 for Neo. If we uh, ever stream soon. Yeah, if we ever stream. I need we to get a been. new I still need to get a new face cam for my my PC and whatnot. But uh anyways, you guys have a wonderful day and we will see you all in the next episode. For now, we're back to one episode a week, but we will go back to two very soon. Peace. Peace.